Hey all, it's Ted. This is episode number 68. A uh, quick introduction from me for this episode of The Multipod. Uh, Vanessa recorded a conversation with her friend Renat, Renat Ben-Avraham, and they host a podcast called That's the Ticket, which is a travel-themed podcast. We featured it a little bit on this show. We did a, a bonus episode a few months back. And it's something that brought them together. Now, they found that after they would record an episode and stop record, then, you know, they chat a little bit about some of their activities, things they're up to, and common interests. And it quickly emerged that uh, Vanessa was part of this group called the Puttyverse, and um, that Renat, in turn, also identified as a multi-potentialite. She certainly recognized a lot of those traits within herself. However, she's not a member of the group, and of course that's okay, but it got them thinking about, well, what about the perspective from someone on our community, from someone who's not an actual member? What what would be their kind of thought process towards it? I mean, sure, would they think about joining, but what's kind of their approach to community in general, and especially around multi-potentialites? So you're about to hear Renat's story coming from Israel. And now she lives in uh, Alberta and Canada, along with Vanessa, where they connected. But you'll hear the perspective of someone who, who certainly gets the concept. She's, um, you know, she's read a lot about it. She's heard Vanessa talk about it. She knows what it is. It's been rare that we hear voices on this show from outside of our community. And, you know, basically we're here to get to know people from the puttyverse and learn your stories and get to know you. But for sure, sometimes it is nice to get some different perspectives, some outside uh, voices, and to see what their take is on this whole concept and the community itself. Um, and, and it's part of what we're here for. So that's the setup for this episode with uh, Vanessa and Renat, and I'll pass it over to them. Hello, and welcome to the Multipod. My name is Vanessa, and I'm one of the co-hosts on our Multipod team. And I'm really excited for today's episode, because as many of you listeners probably know, we don't always do interviews with people outside of our Puttyverse community. But today, I have a special guest who just happens to also be a friend of mine and my co-host for our travel podcast, That's the Ticket. We here at the Multipod thought it would be really interesting to get the perspective of a multipotentialite who isn't part of the puttyverse and talk about multipotentiality, community, and more. So, Renat, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Vanessa. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, really happy to have you here. So let's get right into it. Uh, what are your current interests? Okay, so I'm a, I'm a software developer and I'm a web developer, and that's what I've been doing most of my life. But okay. I currently work also on a children's book and on a podcast with you. Um, yes. That's the ticket for those who haven't heard about it. And I also have a project that combines art and a little bit of carpentry. It's okay. a large circular tabletop that I draw on. And then later I'll have to connect legs to it and so on. Oh, I didn't know that you were doing that project. I know about your fantastic uh crafts. You also make these amazing clocks yeah. that are really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, the crafts that I do are basically I'm painting uh, mandalas 
on things. So yeah. since clocks are circular, I uh, I like to draw mandalas on clocks. Yeah. So I did have a, a, a Etsy site. And as you know, I did a, a couple of uh, arts and crafts fairs. And yes, you did. Arts c- workshops. And it was kind of my business. But when COVID hit, uh, most of my activity, which was arts and crafts fairs and physical workshops, had stopped. And I decided to focus on my other projects because it didn't seem like the right time to, to be meeting people in person. Yeah, yeah totally. I think that uh, yeah. all of us are dealing a little bit with that. Right, yeah. So so this tabletop is a big circular tabletop that I found um, basically in, in my last workplace, which was in, in software development. Right. And it was in, in my building and it was leaning against the wall. And I walked past it a few times for a month. And then I just, <laughs> and, and it was... And I was painting this mandala and it just uh, looked at me. It looked back at me. Yeah, <laughs> and I know what you mean. You're like, oh, look at you. And it's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, it, it had such a potential to paint this, to draw this big mandala all over it. So I just called the building manager and I asked, hey, what about this uh, <laughs> tabletop that sits here? Could I, could I? take it because it seems like no one uses it and the building manager was extremely happy that I'm helping him get rid of it (laughs) yeah so um so it's also kind of you know recycling because it didn't it it belonged to one of the offices and they didn't use it anymore and I thought it's it's a cool thing I could renovate it and draw on it and so it's more like yeah. upcycling instead of recycling. Oh, like right. Yeah. Making it into something cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it will be cooler. That's awesome. I didn't know that that was a project of yours. So I love hearing about it. And uh-huh. um, it makes me so you've described that you have all these different interests that may seem like they don't have anything to do with each other. I'm sure <laughs> that they have to do with each other way more than you would think. But because of that, I would say that you are a multi-potentialite. And we've had this conversation before, um, you and I. But I'm wondering when you right. first heard the term multi-potentialite. I've heard it for the first time a bit over a year ago. Um, I have a friend that I was co-working with. Uh, I actually met her at the meetup that I was organizing, the meetup that I met you at. Yeah. And I think later I connected you too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, she's also multi-potentialite. And uh, when she told me about it, I immediately thought about all the things that I relate to. And it really rang the bell. So um, like things like you want to do everything and you want to do this and that and this thing. <laughs> and there's not enough hours in I, the day. I felt the same. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was a term that you had heard from me first or from somebody else. So that's cool. No, no, it's from here. And she pointed me to, to books on the subject. 
Ah. And yeah. So, yeah, what made you realize that you might actually be a multipotentialite now that you've heard the term and and uh, heard a little bit about it? Well, I think that most of us are multipotentialite in the sense that most of us, if not all of us, have the potential of doing more than one thing. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that in ancient times, people had to do more than one thing and they didn't specialize just in one subject the way they do today. And if you think about kids... I hadn't thought about that, actually. Yeah, and, and if you think about kids who have after-school activities, I think yeah. they usually have more than one interest and they can do sports and arts and games and social mm -hmm. activities. And I think the difference might be that I decided to do something with those interests and I, I continue it to adulthood. And I think that's kind of something that keeps me a kid in a sense, <laughs> mm -hmm. or keep me young, keeps me young in a sense. I love that. You, you're, you also feel that? Yeah, I think so. I, I love that you said that, actually, because, um, I, yeah, so for me, I think back to when I was at uh, a school in Colorado, which I've mentioned in the podcast before, which was very self-directed and basically like a multi-potentialite heaven. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was there for my high school years, and basically everything I did there was because I wanted to do it, and it was very uh, individually driven, um, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I find myself now in adulthood exploring different things and getting excited and curious and researching things, it makes me think back to that time when I was in high school, I was a kid still, right? So I think right. back to that time. And yeah, it makes me realize, oh, this has always kind of been part of me. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I feel so too. So I decided uh, to do something with those interests in adulthood as well. And it's not that I'm particularly good at all of my interests. For me, it's enough that I enjoy it. I love learning and I love improving my skills and I love new experiences. So um, there is something known in psychology as a fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Have you heard about yes. that? Yeah, yeah, I so, definitely have. Yeah, so in, in fixed mindset, people believe that they have fixed abilities, fixed amount of talent, fixed amount of intelligence, things like that. Okay. And in a growth mindset, people think that they can develop their skills through learning and persistence. And I think that I'm of the second type of people. So I yes. just believe that I can learn and improve in anything. So I'm willing to yeah. try anything because I like the new experience and I like yeah. to learn. So I might not end up being the best at something, but <laughs> I can definitely be better than what I am today in it. And I just enjoy the process. That's awesome. I really like that. I think thinking about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset is key in lots of different things. And mm -hmm. I've thought about it a lot in like a career sense. Um, but I like that you're just applying it to regular life too. 
I think that's great. And I totally like I agree that you are always up for adventure and new things and um, and you always want to learn new things. And I I really like that about you. (laughs) Not to get all not to get all mushy. I just um, yeah, I really appreciate that about you because not all of us, even as multipotentialites, sometimes I think not all of us really embrace that sense of like adventure and excitement and doing new things. Um, so yeah, it's really, that's really awesome. Thank you for saying that. And, and basically yeah. it's also related to our podcast, which is about travels and, yes, you know, travel is the ultimate new experiences thing and learning about new cultures and things like that. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why when you actually approached me, with the idea of doing a podcast and mm-hmm. uh, your excitement for exactly what you just said was like, that's what really got me to be like, yeah, let's do this, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, something I enjoy doing together. And it's also something that extends my range of skills because something like talking in public is not something I did a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about a podcast is that we can edit it later. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But it's kind of like talking in public. It it makes it easier. (laughs) Yeah. Less stress. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I know that I can trust you to cut off everything that I don't want to be uh, there (laughs) that I don't want to have there. Either yeah. that or you tell me, oh, I didn't like that part. Please take it out. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're, I think we're right. a good team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, when you were younger, I'm wondering if you were drawn to different interests or were you like pretty consistent in what you like to do and explore? Also, along with this, um, you are originally from Israel. And I right. am wondering if being a multipotentialite is encouraged there as well in the culture and in like school and things like that or yeah tell me about that so I did have different kind of interests and I think uh it is encouraged um I I actually like when I was a kid I went to different after school classes like I did Mm -hmm. a lot of art and I, I did some uh dancing and I did other things um, and so it did, uh, push my, um, interests towards different mm-hmm. directions. Uh, basically the interests that I had as a kid are about the same interests that I still have today. Um, <laughs> things that are mostly related to math and logic, like logic okay. games. Yeah, and things like that. <laughs> board games. <laughs> yep, I know and, you're a huge board game fan. <laughs> right. And things that are related to arts. <laughs> so I did like to go to art classes, um, including painting, but also other crafts. And um, I liked uh, to write and mm, yeah. to write in rhymes which is something that I do today for my children's book. Yes, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's exactly the things I do today. Uh, but I also tried a lot of other things. For example, 
sports, which is something I don't consider myself very good at. But okay. I did try all kinds of sports just because I like the experience of something new and because sure. it's healthy. Yes, I was going to say, it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when I was in, in high school, we should have uh, picked a subject um, mm-hmm. to learn more exp- extensively. And we could choose two subjects. And most of the people either went to, you know, all the mathematics, physics, chemistry, mm-hmm. biology, and picked two subjects from that. Mm-hmm. Or they did, did go to the social science like history, literature, um, uh, psychology, things like that. And so it was almost like, split between what we call right brain, left brain, sort of, you know, which is something that I don't know if that's a very popular term anymore. But it's that idea that like, you know, all the science and math stuff is left brain and all the art stuff is right brain. It sounds like they really split it up that way. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I basically picked to extend uh, physics and literature. Oh, nice. And most people were like, hmm. What's the connection between physics and literature? There's a lot of connection, Uh, actually. (laughs) There is. There is a lot of connection, I think. And I think, well, yeah, everything is is connected when you try to learn about the world. Totally. All of these subjects give you different aspects of the world. Yeah, totally. You try to learn about and and I... to be honest, it was very hard for me to choose hmm. because I did want to know all of these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I was in um, 10th grade, we had a chance to to taste a little bit of every um, subject. And then to 11th and 12th grade, we needed to pick which subjects to extend. Okay. And it was extremely hard for me to pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could so totally I did decide that. to take things from both worlds. Yeah. And I think something about physics and literature, um, each of them is kind of, um, you know, something basic to this um, field. I, I feel like physics is, is the very basic of all the, uh, how do you say, nature science and sure. natural sciences. sciences, I guess, yeah. And literature is kind of a basic thing in social sciences. And I did love ah. the essence of, of it being uh something which is basis for other things. Cool. I think most people listening can definitely relate to if they were in a situation where they had to pick one or two things, how would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. like you said, like so many different things are connected to each other, even if you don't see it right away. So mm-hmm. That's interesting. And it's really interesting how you talked about physics being sort of a basis for science and literature being a basis for arts or for uh, humanities, maybe is what we'd call it. So that's, that's super yeah, interesting. Yeah, right. Never, humanities. 
Yeah, I'd never thought about it that way, but that's really smart. So that's cool. I, I love that you <laughs> that was your thought process even when you were in tenth grade. Like <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. Oh, by the way, when I when I learned the computer science uh, as a, in a bachelor's degree, we should have also picked something um, just a, a class to. Well, it's not like in the North America where in the first year, I think you learn all sorts of things. Yeah. But in Israel, if you took a, a major in computer science, you just learn subjects that are co- connected to computer mm-hmm. science and mathematics. Mm-hmm. And then you need to pick one um exercise class like a physical exercise class okay and one general class which could be from any other field besides your field okay. so my general class was also literature because i really liked it in high school nice okay that's very cool i didn't know that that's how how it works there it's fascinating to me to learn about how schools work in different parts of the world um mm-hmm. i know that In Europe, like especially Germany is the one that I know, but um, there are three types of high schools that you can go to, and uh-huh. I won't get too much into that, but the one that's called gymnasium is the one that is supposed mm-hmm. to prepare you for university. And so it's the same thing where you pick a couple different subjects towards the end of your time there that you're really going to focus on. And in the last two years or so in gymnasium, it's basically like you've gotten the equivalent of a bachelor's degree here in North America. So uh-huh. yeah, it's super interesting that I don't know if it's really like that in Israel, but it's kind of similar in that you choose the, these two subjects and that's what you focus on. So yeah, super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the things that we wanted to touch on in this episode is the uh, subject of community. And mm-hmm. I joined the Puttyverse because I, like many other people, I saw Emily Wapnick's TED Talk. And in that TED Talk, she talks about how you don't always have to be super specialized in your life. You can have all these different varied interests. And it just clicked for me. It was like, oh, my goodness, this is me. And mm-hmm. it's been hard for me to accept this about myself. And when I was at that school I was talking about in high school where I could do whatever I wanted, that was totally a different time. But then coming right. out of that, I felt like it was hard to be able to mm-hmm. be all these things and do all these things. So her talk right. was like, wow, it like really, I was so excited about it. And then I found the Puttyverse because of that talk and that kind of thing. And Emily uh-huh. Wapnick is the one who started the Puttyverse. Um mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, awesome, this com- I have this community now where I can learn from others, talk about all sorts of things, get nerdy about things, have lots of interests, nobody's going to judge me. Uh, uh-huh, but you're not actually a cool. member of the Puttyverse, but you've heard about it from me. <laughs> so <laughs> have you ever thought of having a community of multipotentialites around you? And like, would that be beneficial? Do you think it would... Uh, be good for you do you feel okay not having one like yeah I'm curious what you think about that <laughs> well I feel okay not having one but I do think it could be beneficial okay. um, so <laughs> yeah so uh, basically I I have you and I have <laughs> this friend that I was mentioning before yes and um, and also other people and it does give me inspiration. And it's always nice to be around 
li- uh, like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, well, the thing with not feeling that you're, um, there is a thing about not feeling that you are too weird <laughs> because <laughs> most people, most people around me, they do go to their day jobs every day. And right. then after work, they can have some social activities and maybe exercise, but most of their, the thing they'll do is, is maybe watch Netflix. Yeah. Uh, go to restaurants, movies, yeah. go to the mall. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's not like they try to do, uh, uh, anything very seriously. Like, any yeah. Other and they don't project. really go outside of their, um, their, I don't want to say box, but outside of their sort of boundary, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. um, So it is, uh, sometimes it does feel like, okay, I'm this uh, weird person that, (laughs) that tries to do everything (laughs) and thinks that she could do everything. But, and and I don't think that I really can do everything better than other, other people. I just think that I can try to do everything and I can improve myself in it. So, um, um, so, I think that's something that community could give me, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. to to be around more people that are like that. Yeah. But I'm I'm I think there are so many things in which I chose a different way than most people that <laughs> that I generally feel comfortable in being. Uh, different sure than most people around me yeah uh for example one thing is just um that i i moved to a different country now there's a lot of people that move to a different country but i'm i'm used to being surrounded with people that are not from my culture that's one thing another thing is uh for example that I'm, I'm a female in computer science and the software industry. And right. in many situations, I used to be surrounded only by men. Uh, for right. example, I was the only, uh, female that graduated from a master in computer science in the university wow. that I was in. In the year that I was graduating, I mean, there were a lot of people, a lot of women before me and after me that graduated uh, in com- in master masters in computer science in this university. But in this year, I was the only one. <laughs> so I, I am used to be surrounded um, surrounded with people that are not exactly like me and that that I'm the only weird person <laughs> that <laughs> do something, whatever it is. <laughs> and that was um, in Israel that you were the only woman in that? Yeah, that, that okay. was in Israel. 
I have to say that during my bachelor's and during my PhD, um, there were also other women besides me. And, okay. and also in my master's, there were women that were studying in the same years. Uh, but in the graduation ceremony, um, it was just me and everyone were clapping and everything. And in my PhD, <laughs> <hope> so. <laughs> um, uh, for a long time, I was the only woman in the seminars that I was going to in my master's and okay. in my PhD uh, until another woman joined um, the group I was in. So, so, so I'm used to be, uh, to be, um, to do things that not everyone around me does the same. Uh, for example, another thing is in my personal life, the way I, I got married, um, I got, so in, in the area that I was living in, uh, which is the center of Israel, um, most of the people around you are Jewish and everyone gets married in the rabbinate. Right. Uh, which is the religious uh, authority. Right. And uh, Gil and I decided to get married um, out of the country because in Israel you can't get married not according to your uh, religion, unfortunately. Right. So we decided to get married um, in, in the States and have a non-religious wedding and that's so not how most of the people do it around <laughs> us. So uh, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> just, I think you and I are very similar in that way, that we're used to just like putting our mind to something and doing it no matter what people think. And I think that's maybe why we're good friends is we're both just <laughs> like, all right, like this is what we're going to do and we're going to figure out the best way to do it. But who cares if people tell us that it's not the right thing to do? I mean, sometimes I think, you know, I'll, I'll want to do something and then I'll think about, oh, what will people think and whatever. And sometimes it does. I can't think of a good example, but sometimes it does deter me a little bit. And I'm like, OK, maybe I won't do that. But generally, when I put my mind to something, it might uh -huh. be hard to get to the end goal. It might I might question myself a lot but I set out to mm -hmm. do it. And I might not always reach my goal, but I still set out to do it. And I think you and I are very similar in that way. Right. And it's like, who cares if people think we're weird and not getting married <laughs> in Israel? Who cares? We're going to, it's our life, our life, we're yeah. going to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I do care. I do care what people think uh, mm. because I'm a social creature like every human being. We, we live sure. in, in social I totally don't mean to say that what people think is not important because it is important. So but it, is, it is important for me, but I try to get it in proportion. So the thing is that I believe that I live most of my life inside myself yeah. And my interaction with other people is just a small portion of my life. Right. It is, it does exist. And I do care if someone tells me, Oh, uh, how could you do that? You, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not reasonable to do something. 
I do care, but, but I think if I decide to take on a project or anything, most of the time, um, that I spend on it is time that I spend on it and I'm there and I need to be proud of it or not proud of it. Yeah. And the feedback I get about it from other people, for example, can be a five minute thing in a conversation over dinner and, and that's right. it. And then, yeah. then the next day I go on and I continue work on this project yeah. and I'm the one who's there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I guess what yeah. I mean is not that other people don't matter because they absolutely do. It's just, uh, right. you know, it's what am just, I trying to say? Go ahead. Yeah, it's just that uh, it, it, do, it does matter, but the 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 question is to what extent does it matter and how does it affect your decisions and ultimately as long as you don't hurt anyone else um i think that the the one person that you take into account uh, much more than what other people think is mm -hmm. yourself yeah yep i agree and there are times in life where you can't do things according to what you want all the time. And there are times where, you know, you really do have to take other people into consideration. But ultimately, right. there are certain things in life that, yeah, you have to stay, tr stay true to yourself. And um, I think bringing yeah, it back to I, multipotentiality, for me, you know, mm -hmm. knowing that about myself and pursuing different things and having different interests Somebody might say to me, oh, you're really scattered and you're never going to get anywhere if you are focusing on too many things at once, et cetera, et cetera. But mm -hmm. I know that this is just who I am and I'm constantly working on how to make that work for me. But it right. doesn't matter what other people think about that. It's like, you're not me. Okay, you have mm -hmm. your opinion. But I'm yeah. going to do all these things that I want to do in the way that works for me and right. also works for other people in my life. Like, for example, if I wanted to have uh, three part-time jobs that don't pay me very well uh, <laughs> because they're, it's more interesting to have three part-time jobs, my husband might be like, mm, that's not so great for our family right now. Right. But I can also go, okay, how about this? I'll have a 25-hour-a-week job and then also a couple other things because it keeps it interesting. And that works for us. So, that's all yes, I, <laughs> I, I think that the extent to which I take into account other people's opinions yeah. is depends on how, um, how much I affect those people and how much they affect me. Uh, so mm -hmm. for example, uh, the person, um, who had the most effect by my choices is myself. And I think mm -hmm. the next person is lying is Gil, which yeah. is my husband. Yeah. And then there are family and yeah. there are friends that my choices can, can affect, affect. And that's when I'll take into account what they think, uh, more, but still it depends 
uh, what is the effect on them? So if, if a friend will tell me, oh, you're too scattered and you'll not get anything, then, okay, how does that affect you? What do you, I mean, if that's yeah. what I enjoy doing, if, if I can and able to do it, how does that affect you? And if right. it doesn't hurt them, then, and it, it makes me feel good, then why not just do it? But on the other hand, if, if I'll do something that affects skill and, and our life together, then of course I'll, I'll consult with him and I'll, and we'll take the decision together. And it also depends how much the decision, um, affects me personally and how much it affects us as a couple. Yeah, totally. And I think that's yeah. totally reasonable. And I think what, everything that you just said is something really important for multipotentialites to think about and to understand and to take in. Um, mm -hmm. Because you also said that you think everybody has the potential to be a multipotentialite. And I totally agree with that. <laughs> but right. not everybody is sort of embracing that about themselves. And when you do embrace right. that about yourself, you do have to think about some of the other people immediately in your life, like your spouse or your children or whatever. But at the All same right. time, like you just said, you know, think about how it might be affecting people around you to have 8 million interests. But if it's not doing any harm, be true to yourself, you know? So I think right. everything yeah. you just said is a really yeah. great lesson. And I'm glad it came up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we had uh, this uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is there anything else you want to add? Or, you know, where can people find you if, if you want people to connect with you online or anything like that? Um, sure. So I guess they could always listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, they can look for That's the Ticket. That's our podcast about travel in, in the sense of find meaning in travel and um different perspectives you get from travel and about travel yeah and yeah do you have anything to add about what our podcast is about <laughs> no that was really good i i guess i would say it's not your typical like here's how you get cheap flights to places right. it's not like that it's more we like to have conversations with people and with each other that are more in depth than that and there's not throwing right. shade at podcasts that do that. That's great. They should keep doing that. I will go listen to All them. Right. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. that's not what our podcast is about. So we'd love for people to check it out. Right. And so you ah. can find us if you search That's the Ticket on any podcast app. Yep. Or, 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 or on Spotify. Yep. And you can find us um, through our website, That's the Ticket pod.com. Yep. And on in social media, on Facebook and Instagram at That's the Ticket Pod and on Twitter at TicketPod. Yes. And we'd love for you to connect with us there. And you can tell Renat what you thought about her interview here or there. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much for being a willing interviewee on the Multipod. Sure. Thank you for having me on this show.
Well, thanks very much to Vanessa and Renat for the lovely conversation. It's great to hear your voices again. And uh, Renat, you're always welcome on this show and certainly in the Puttyverse if ever you'd like to join us there. I've got three Putty Peep profiles uh, I'd like to share with you. We're kind of catching up a bit. We did shuffle things around. You remember our last episode was uh, about the German multi, uh, multi-pod experience, and we happened to have a couple German Putty Peeps of the week that we could obviously integrate into that episode. So that kind of shuffled around our timing a bit. But I want to catch up and try to get as many people in here as I can. So i got three people to share with you today. And we'll start with uh, Brian. Brian McKinley. He is currently, or I guess this is kind of the end of October, so at the time at least, he's currently into sci-fi comics, switching jobs, and giftedness slash highly sensitive people. Brian is in Indiana, and I know we have a few members from there as well. He says he came to the group by way of Rainforest Mind. Now, this is a new concept for me. Uh, It stems from a book, by the looks of it, by Paula Prober, called Your Rainforest Mind, A Guide to the Well-Being of Gifted Adults and Youth. She says, like the rainforest, are you intense, multi-layered, colorful, creative, overwhelming, highly sensitive, complex, idealistic, and influential? Do people tell you to lighten up when you're just trying to enlighten them? Do you wonder how you can feel like not enough and too much at the same time? If this sounds like you... Well, you should read this book. You can also take this quiz, which we'll put a link to in our show notes, but um, to figure out if you have what she calls a rainforest mind. So an interesting concept. Hmm. Maybe we'll get in touch with Brian and see if we can uh, expand on that a bit more. Sounds really interesting. So Brian has been a graphic designer, a copy editor, a web developer, an amateur comic writer and artist. Now he says he's apparently a, <laughs> a business analyst, if his title is a strategist but that comes down to his pay grade, apparently. Well, Brian says the time is coming when he will need to switch jobs, but the problem being, he realized a few years ago the traditional job hopping, which so many of us do, of course, will uh, will only push the problem back by about five years. Uh, I, I can sympathize exactly. I mean, I've changed jobs many times, and as much as with each job, I try to certainly find something that I'm going to enjoy that makes sense in the moment. It's like, I know that it's not going to last a long time. And you feel this deep, deep sense of like incompletion, you know, you just want to have something that you can really grasp and that maybe can be indefinite for a while, even if you're integrating other interests, of course, and activities too. So it sounds like Brian, you and I have uh, similar challenges. He's been uh, risk averse to seriously considered entrepreneurial ideas. Well, that's another thing I can sympathize. You know, we are launching a entrepreneur group in the Puttyverse. You've hopefully seen some of the posts on the on the forum. It's just starting up, just like the last week or two. So it's certainly uh, the time to to get in in and help uh, shape and plan this with us. So Brian and anyone else listening, check that out. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's here, you know, for support and to share ideas and to find some knowledge and things like that. So feel free to say hello to Brian McKinley. He is our first Putty Peep of the Week. Second, we have Carrie B., also known as Thursday Green, and uh, she is quickly becoming a superstar here in the Puttyverse because of her recent songwriting workshop, which I'll get to in a second. But Carrie is currently into songwriting, language learning, philosophy, and cool tech stuff. She is in uh, Chicago. She's also lived in Texas, California. And yeah, Carrie ran a great workshop 
back in early November about how to write amazing songs every time. Back on November 14th, the replay is available now. We'll put a link to it, of course, at the end of this show. But you can find it easily on the Puttyverse and the website. When you go to events at the top, there's a pop-up menu, and you can see workshop recordings. That's where you find that and a whole bunch of other workshops as well. If you haven't seen it yet, it's about an hour and a half long, so you got to either you know watch it in segments or plan a decent chunk of time to do so. But, I mean, it's worth it to immerse yourself in what she has to share with you. If you have an interest in music theory but you know, don't want to get into too much of the complexities of it, and it can certainly be very, very complex, but Carrie kind of breaks down, I guess, some of the kind of fundamental elemental ways of understanding you know, chord structure and melody structure and how they relate to each other, and then how you can integrate uh, lyrics and, and basically build out the structure of a song. And she, in the, in the workshop, in the replay, you'll see, she studies a couple examples from, that people gave her to, to look through and, and kind of pick out the structure they're in. So it really comes back to her background. She has a uh, master's in fine arts from Columbia College, Chicago, for writing music for film and media and for orchestra. And that was after a uh, bachelor's degree in music composition. I always find it amazing to hear of stories like Carrie's and to think, well, geez, she's got it figured out, right? I mean, she's passionate about this thing that she discovered when she was like four years old and, you know, did the education and pursued the career and and was having some success. And then what happened? I mean, wouldn't she be all set? Well, of course not. She's a multi-potentialite. She needs to try other things. And, you know, sometimes you get... You just get a little tired of it. You need a change. Um, maybe there's some frustrations or you're disillusioned with something. And um, thankfully, we're here to help her and someone like her find other ways to explore those other interests and, and make the most of them. So all that being said, for sure, Carrie has not given up on the music, as you can see in that workshop, but with more of an emphasis on teaching and promoting creativity, especially creativity over accuracy. And part of that whole idea is that not only do you generate improvement of the skill itself, in this case could be a whole number of things related to music, so not just the skill, but the improvement of learning as a skill, which is something we're great at here at the Puttyverse. You can find Carrie online with a couple uh, websites. Her music samples are at SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Music, K-A-R-I-B, music, all one word. And uh, also her personal site, kb-lessons.com. She says, stay tuned for some personal development YouTube videos coming soon. So that's exciting. Again, Carrie has uh, been making a huge impact here in the community the last little while. So if you haven't reached out to her yet, feel, feel, feel free to do so, especially if you have a musical interest. And it's a pleasure to share some of her story here, one of the Putty Peeps of the Week. And uh, next we have Selva. Selva is from Spain. They are currently into the hero's journey, spirituality, community building, and deep wisdom. She has also lived in India, in Ecuador, Philippines, Australia, and New Zealand. Selva has three university degrees, social work, anthropology, and psychology. She's read many books about dog training, cats, aquarium, plants, and fishes. She doesn't even have a pet (laughs) or the intention to have one. Now, for any of you who've joined like courses and programs, say like a one-year course 
commitment and then, you know, kind of struggle to get to the end. Well, Selva may be your soulmate there because she says as a child and still to this day, she would do classes of piano, drawing, tennis, basketball, swimming, skiing, I think. And she quit everything before the year was over. So she just doesn't join the one-year courses anymore. <laughs> ah, For the travelers out there, she says she left a great job with homeless people to backpack on her own for almost three years. She's worked as a lifeguard, a psychotherapist, housekeeper, social worker, bartender, Spanish teacher, and an international aid worker. Now, here's an interesting term. I don't know if I've seen this before. She says, right now, I feel infoxicated or infoxicated <laughs> instead of intoxicated. In other words, she's just been learning so much and so many different things that uh, she's a little burnt out, but I'm sure it will come back. Selva just joined the community a couple months ago in middle October, but uh, been very, very active since, so I'm sure if you want to reach out with a message or something to say hello, she'll likely get back to you pretty quickly. And that's Selva. She is the third Putty Peep of the week. So we're busy putting the finishing touches on our next episode, which should come out oh, in about a week or so from now. We'd like to get it out just before the Christmas holidays really hit. And of course, we're all stuck at home anyway. But, um, you know, if, you, <laughs> if you're planning some time or have some time set aside to just catch up on some books or movies, things like that. Well, how about the podcast here as well? You can certainly go back, you know, and, and see some of our, our past episodes if you're subscribed to the show on a podcast app, and it should be there on, on basically any of the popular apps that you can find for your smartphone or even the computer, then it's easy to find. Just search for the Multipod and you'll see the logo and everything pop up. And you can also go to the uh, dedicated website, which is theputtyverse.com slash themultipod. And that's where you can stream the episodes directly from your browser. So all that being said, we're getting some more things set up here for over the holidays when um, hopefully you'll have a bit more time to listen and enjoy. And there's a big, big interview coming up, which we are very much looking forward to sharing with you of somebody that uh, everybody in this community will know who she is. <laughs> so it's exciting and, and we won't leave you hanging for too much longer. That'll be the next episode, but uh, coming up soon. Hey, if you have any questions, any comments, any suggestions, feedback, you know, we are all ears all the time. You can leave us a message in reply to the post of this episode that goes on the forum. You can write to me directly, Ted, I, a.k.a. Fly Ted. I'm easy to find. Vanessa, of course, too. And I've had a few uh, questions lately of people just curious about podcasting and looking for some tips and advice and things like that. So, hey, I'm always welcome for that. I, you know, I've learned a fair bit now of almost three years doing this show. And I'm happy to answer any questions. But if you're looking to practice, if you're curious about dabbling in podcasting from anything, from obviously hosting an episode to part of one, to doing some research or putting anything together, audio editing, stuff like that, then you can. That's what this show is for, is to give all of us a chance to practice and learn some uh, some useful and fun skills. So feel free to get in touch, and uh, we'll connect some more. I'll leave it at that, and we'll be back in your, uh, in your ears pretty quickly, though, with uh, at least one, probably a couple more episodes before the year is out. So we hope everyone's doing well, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.